You're listening to Tea with Meek and Meek. This podcast was birthed from some inspirational phone conversations that were too fire to just keep between us. That's right. So to bless others, we sat down in the studio together to sip some tea and share our truths about all things motherhood, marriage, and everything in between. You're rocking with two highly melanated mamas from Baltimore and Omaha living in North Carolina. That's us. So steep some tea and settle in. Let's Let's get get to it. it. Hey, and we back, and we back, and we back. Hey. Oh, What's up, Mika? Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm so good. How oh are you? Gosh. I'm feeling... Do you really want to know how I am? Yes, how, <laughs> how are you? I feel <laughs> weird. I feel crazy because I ate crab legs at five, no, at 11.30, like five last night. Oh it was goodness. my dinner, but I ate dinner really late and now I feel like I went to some type of party and got drunk <laughs> I feel weird like can you have a hangover from food mm. is my question. that's a good question well uh I can just say the I'm Baltimore confused. is very present in this conversation with the crab legs yeah. 11 30 at night and wrong? the reaction I don't even know yeah I don't know weird. I feel like I really had like um, some shots. <laughs> and I woke up stumbling. I w- when I got up and to walk to wake up Maverick, I was stumbling. She had from- you had a mom just want to have fun <laughs> moment with your crab legs all by yourself. I don't understand. Oh my What's up, friends? We're oh so gosh. glad you're listening to yes, another thank you guys episode. For tuning in today. Mm-hmm. All of our crab issues and <laughs> <laughs> this ailments. Is life. We got here with ailments and uh, oh faux hangovers, yeah. sore bodies from working out. Oh my god. But we are here. We're and here. so are you. And we're happy to be here, actually. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start off the show. Um, today, we are not pulling a topic out of the jar. We're actually going straight to our community with a, Q- a Q&A. Um, and this question is from at Kiera Ruth. Hey, Kiera. Hey, Kiera. And she asked us today, um, what does it look like to raise black children in America today? And what does it look like more specifically for your individual families? I love this one. Yeah, oh, this my goodness. So first and foremost, I want to shout out our community for um, we really do read the topics that you all submit to us. We love when you um, really look to us for some guidance on certain topics and just right. want to know what, what we're, where we're at mentally with certain things that pertain to motherhood and our experience. Um, so we just want to say continue to send yes, us please. your topics. Topic, your what you what inspires you, um, you know, as a mother, and maybe your question or comment or whatever can you know fill somebody up, else, right. you know, someone else up in the it community. It might fill us up as well. Amen. So, um, we appreciate you guys. I guess we before we ask those questions, yeah. answer those questions. This is so weird to ask because I'm so used to you asking me. What you sipping on, Monique? Hey, I am <laughs> sipping on a tea that is properly named I Woke Up Like This. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> we so woke fitting. up some kind of way today. Uh, grateful, that is. But at the same time, yes, crab grateful. leg hangovers oh and gosh. sore bodies from working out. So this tea, it's a rooibos tea. It has like hibiscus and uh, milk thistle and all kind it. of yumminess. It's... um. It's a very berry color. It's so rich. What do you think? Mm, this is really good. So Monique brought some tea in for me as yep. well. The same tea, which I basically, I needed this. I woke up like this. It's my crab leg ordeal. But yeah, this is really good. Yeah. I like it a lot. So yeah. thank you. So we're sipping on some good tea. So we hope you've got your your selection, your favorite, and you're ready to rock with us for this episode. All it's right. going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited. All, All right. right. 
So let's go. All right. So in pertaining to the question of, my goodness, like, what does it look like raising black children in America? Um, (sighs) Wow. And then specifically, yeah, it is. Then specifically for our family. So do you want to hit it off with um, what it looks like raising black children in America? Yeah. Okay. For me, um, just knowing that I have three black sons. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even want to cry, but Mm -hmm. it makes me... uh, I don't, it makes my stomach hurt. Mm-hmm. I, my stomach hurts right now just thinking about my sons and um, even L, but more so the boys because I feel like right now, I don't know why I just feel like I'm just so tired of seeing black kids targeted for things like their hair, mm-hmm. you know, the way they wear their hair, um, wearing a hoodie. I wear hoodies all the time. Yeah. I, why does that scare somebody? Why, yeah. do, why do I have to be afraid for my kids to wear a, a hoodie. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I always think about my, you know, right now at this age with the boys, they're two, four, and six, and how, you know, we always get, they're so cute. They're yeah. so cute. But I'm like, they're going to grow up one day yep. and they're going to be so tall and they're going to be so black because yeah. that's what they are. They're going to be these tall black kids. Are you still going to feel like they're so cute, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, I am, I feel sick to my stomach thinking yeah. about. Um, their future. I, I just feel, I don't even know if I have the words to express how I feel, but my stomach hurts. Um, so I'm constantly praying for them. I pray that, um, you know, that they, they have good friends. Um, I just pray for their protection. Yeah. I just pray for their protection. I pray for me that we're not in a situation where someone tries my child and I act a pure fool because I know me. I yeah. know how I am. I'm protected for my kids and I'm not going to have any kind of, I'm not going to have any of that craziness happening with them. That's so true. So I, I feel you. I mean, I piggyback off of prayer so much because yeah. um, keeping my kids prayed up is one of the things that I heavily rely on because like, I feel like, you know, my family is smaller where we really go to bat for our kids, but most of the time it's just Pierce and I. Yeah. So, you know, without having like eyes of a community um, right. that is tangible, we have to like literally tap into the divine. Right. And so prayer is huge for us. Um, when it comes to raising a son, um, you know, similar to you, like my son Kadeem is very articulate. He's well beyond his years and he's going to be tall like his dad. And for that reason, when he was six, I remember people always thinking he was eight or, you know, and it was just like, I always assert his age because number one, we're not going to rush his childhood. Um, and exactly. And, and his ability to carry on a conversation that's with it, you know? Um, so, so when I first read this, um, and we kind of talked about having this topic of, of conversation for the episode today, I immediately thought of, well, what has it looked like in this country for black children? And then the first that came to mind is black boys and Emmett Till came to mind and that was 1955. So in 1955, you have a black boy lynched at the age of 14 in Mississippi. That's in 1955, like that's some of our parents that were born that year, um, that it's like, that's not that long, long ago. ago. <laughs> then, then you fast forward to Trayvon Martin, and that was 2012. And you're like, a, a, right. a little boy, because 17 is a little boy yes. with Skittles and a, hoodie, and a hoodie was murdered. And so now we're in 2019, and we've got, you know, total of four boys that we're talking about right now. And it's like the. 
how they're received in America hasn't changed. No, it hasn't at all. Um, so it, I just thought about um, the Exonerated Five. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the movie's on Netflix. I don't right. know if you watched it. It's yeah. really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. It sucks to watch those guys, um, just the system. And even, you know, our current president then basically saying they should be right. executed right. for this. Nobody, I mean, no one even thought about their innocence. It was right. just like, you're guilty. Right. You should die now. On on a, <laughs> on a point of like how we're represented in the media, like not even getting a trial. Do you ever notice when um, there is a crime committed instantly, black males that are young are men? Yeah. But the reverse happens when it's our it's counterparts. You can be 31 and be classified as a boy right? if you're any other race besides black. Or it's always a um, mental health issue. Yeah. And I'm like, really? So do we not have mental health yeah. issues? You know what I right. mean? It's, it's not – this topic um, This topic is very – I don't know. It's, it's a hard. Sensitive topic. It's heavy. It, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. It may, my stomach hurts. I mean, yeah. it's just – I just don't want this. I don't – I don't want this for my kids. No. You know what I mean? I know. I never thought growing up in Baltimore, Maryland, as a kid, as a teenager, Mm -hmm. that we would have these kind of things happening right now. Right. I thought this was kind of stuff back in the day. Right. Back in the day, quotation. Right. Um, But this is current. I mean, anything can happen. I'm at a loss for words a little bit. I'll I'll, (laughs) I'll, um, move it to just like how it looks like specifically for our individual families. I mean, when I read that, it was like, man, okay, so my family looks like the cast of Mixed Dish, like straight up. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's it's crazy because, um, yeah, I I definitely have a Santa Monica uh, in my youngest. And so just her fiery sassiness, that confidence that she has. Yeah. could be received wrong, you know, like to be a confident little black girl, I think is even challenging too, because, um, right now as they're cute and all they're, (laughs) they're novelty, right? It's kind of like, Oh, they're so cute. cute. But then then they become these people who can speak up teenagers and then they're, then they're um, categorized as rude yeah. or defiant. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I don't like that. Right. So it's just like for, for my family specifically, I think it's challenging raising biracial kids in right. America. Um, I think for us, there are moments where I don't feel like there's a place where we belong yeah. still. Um, I, I love the episode where they still were trying to figure out, you know, Rainbow was trying to figure out where she belonged in the lunchroom. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, because it's like, where where do you belong as a, as a biracial kid? Right. Um, I love how the Duchess has always um, been able to define herself the way she wants to. She mm-hmm. defines herself as a woman of color. And I think that's empowering because, you know, referencing the show, you don't don't have to pick between one parent or, right. or the other. That's that's really hard to um, have a, a white sure. dad and a black mom, and, and you love everything about both of them, right. and people want you to pick one or the other. And I, I don't pretend to not recognize that society is going to see them as black, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, I think it, it just robs them of something that's really special and really beautiful. For, so for us, that's a challenge we continually yeah. are working. That's an ever-present conversation I mean even as of yesterday of just having a conversation with um, my husband of like where is a place that we can honestly see our kids thriving as they grow into these young people when they're not cute and oh they're so lovely anymore that's true yeah 
That's I know, and I I know somebody who's uh, mixed, so I know that they had the same issues just mm-hmm. growing up, being called a Oreo mm-hmm. and or a zebra and yeah. things like that. It was like you want me to choose. My dad is black. You want me to choose my between my dad and my mom, but yeah. I love both of them. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't personally have that experience, but I have heard of experiences mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, just us. I guess we're kind of like the Cosbys, but not so much. We, maybe. we got the Huxtables. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the Huxtables, and um, but a little twist with it, maybe yeah. like more so rainbow. Yeah. But I'm not mixed <laughs> because Dre is hilarious. But you know, you just you just want to raise happy kids, yeah. and at the end of the day, I mean, kids. They see color, but they don't see color the way adults see color. Mm -hmm. They see color as, oh, you're brown and I'm pink. Mm -hmm. Look at us. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. And laugh it (laughs) off. But they're still friends. But I just, man, this is really tough. Um, I just, we try to make sure that our kids know about, you know, just some black history or, you know, just how their ancestors. um, We took Elle to the African-American Museum Mm -hmm. in D.C., And that in itself was so hard for me. Um, Just going through slavery, it felt so heavy by the time we got up to, I think, the third floor where it was just like, um, fight the power. You know what I mean? And when we got to that level, (laughs) put her fist up, she was like, oh, yeah, fight the power. (laughs) That's right. And I said, where did this child come from? Was she like a Black Panther in her past life? (laughs) But it was just... I don't just having your kids be aware of their ancestors and where they're from mm-hmm. and also just know that, you know, we live in a world where you want to be friends with everybody, but everyone's not going to be nice. People are going to judge you by right. the way you look, by the way you talk. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're going to judge you based off of where you live. And it's just a never ending It's just never an ending lessons that you have to go through. But like we said earlier, just prayer, prayer is so important, but you also have to put in work. Yeah. What is it? What is the quote? Prayer Um, without works is without it. Prayer, faith without works is dead. Yes. So, you know, just being able to put it into action. Yeah. You have to put it into action. Um, Man, I just, I'll say then for for, um, an, in, um, correlation with, you know, what are the things that work for us? I say affirmations from our previous episode that we Mm -hmm. uh, referenced. It's like um, having a boy, he has affirmations for days. Um, (laughs) There was this book and we'll put it in the story when the episode drops um, for it's an I am book for boys. Um, It's an I am book for brown boys and it's full of affirmations. It's like, you know, he can reference them every single day. And I think the biggest thing is having a son that has so much confidence in who he is. Um, I think the tricky part of that too is his dad is white and his mom is black so there isn't anybody in his household that understands what it's like to be a black male so I'm so grateful for like my brother um, and I have a nephew who is now 19 so by the time my son reaches that age he'll have some great references you know I have two brothers one that's here locally and then I have a nephew so there are three black males that are um, easily accessible and will help my son along in his journey that actually know what it's like to be a black male. Um, You know, there is that difference of him being a biracial male. But again, we're talking about how society is going to see him and how he needs to be ready for that. Um, We haven't 
in terms of like talking about history, I, I lean into um, like books like uh, Little Leaders. Yeah. Oh, um, we love, we have you know, you have yeah, that. I, that. I know you have yes, that one. And we love that one. That book is amazing because I love talking about the celebratory things. Right. Um, I think enslavement is such a. It's tough. It's such a heavy one that for kids building self-esteem, it's it's a challenging one to address without having um the expertise like of we're going to Africa and we can right. actually see like I want to have a tangible Africa experience mm-hmm. and then have like a teachable moment about enslavement. Gotcha. But from it coming from a place of power, not look at all of these images yeah. of just um, oppression and um, how our bodies were brutalized. I don't think at seven and you know, five, they're ready for yeah, that. I agree. Yeah. Maverick's definitely not ready for that. Yeah. Elle has, she's just, I don't know. She's always been um, intuitive in that because one day Jacoby and I were watching, we were watching some movie and normally when we watch movies where it's something like slavery or mm-hmm. anything kind of feels negative towards African-Americans, we make sure the kids aren't around mm-hmm. because we just hadn't been ready to talk about that. Right. Well, Elle came downstairs on, and it just happened to be this one scene. I cannot think of the movie. I'll put it in the stories if I can figure it out. Okay. She came downstairs and these kids were throwing rocks at um, a black kid. Mm-hmm. And she just happened to walk in right on that scene and we hit pause. And she said, why are those white kids so mad at that black girl? Mm. And I was just like, you know, sometimes people are just angry. You know, sometimes people are just mean. And I did, I wasn't ready to talk to her about right. that because then she was, I think she was six. Yeah. And I just feel like a six year old, they can't, they can't understand. Right. Um, so I totally agree with you not yeah. to um, cut you off, but I no, totally agree with what you're saying. Um, they're so young. It's just like, how do you teach your, how do you teach your kids about their history without baffling them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I think it's hard. going straight to empowerment. Yeah. I mean, if you have so many uh, stories and examples and references and you've been filled up with positivity right. about your culture your whole life, True. then when it gets to the part of enslavement, I think that's empowering at the same time too. Yeah, you know, it's like the that's fact true. that it's enslavement. It's not, um, it's not like it was a choice. It's not any of those things, but yet you're still here. Yet I'm still here. Yet right. your grandparents are still, you know, we're still here. Right. It's like the the story of survival and resilience mm-hmm. has so many benefits about that. But still, I want them to have, you know, just modern day stories of just black excellence, right. you know, right. and I, I want them to, you know, see people even like, you know, from the mixed-ish, epi- mixed-ish episode, you know, we've got the Duchess, <laughs> we've got Drake, we've got Colin Kaepernick, you right. know, there are, we've got President Obama, you know, there yeah. are some amazing, notable people people that look just like them right. amongst the collective story of being proud to be black. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, just tapping into their white side, we went to the Netherlands, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, we are definitely, they definitely have Dutch heritage and being able to celebrate yeah. all parts of them, I think is one of the things that, that I value so very much. Yeah, it's like awesome. in my pro black world of, you know, I'm black and I'm proud. And, right. you know, my theme song, I woke up feeling black. Right. <laughs> the story <laughs> I want them to recognize like they are beautiful just as they are just the way they are mm-hmm. yeah I wanted to go back to when you were talking about Kadeem and his confidence yeah. because it automatically made me think about Maverick I know I spoke I talked about this in Raising Leaders episode how Maverick is so confident yeah. and when you started talking about you know it could you know right now it's 
it's so awesome how confident they are, but mm-hmm. what happens when they get older? Are they yeah. cocky? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and we literally last night rewrote the kids' um, positive affirmations mm-hmm. last night, and I, I did an Insta story about it just to share because, you know, maybe some parents aren't doing it, and yeah. it might be something fun that you might want to incorporate with your kids. Yes. But it was so cute, and it was also so empowering to hear Axel's little voice <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> going through the affirmations. <laughs> and I got so many comments. So just, I love Axel's little confidence in his little baby gerberish voice he's like i'm a strong i'm a leader (laughs) but when you start so young to just fill them up with all that positive um positive affirmations and just confidence just imagine what kind of person they're going to be speaking of baby baby talk when zia was two (laughs) she was outside playing one time and she is like she can memorize everything like her poetry like she's beautiful like she has langston hughes on lock and maya (laughs) angelo and all kind of things but she uh it was like Philippians 4.13 and she's like her little voice like I can do all things <laughs> do Christ who strengthens me I love it and it's like that's you know when you when you fill your kids up with that and I think that goes into so much of um, exactly how raising kids, raising kids yeah. in America raising black children in America today you, you equip them with so much confidence right they have to have it mm-hmm. they have to have it or they'll just be you know they'll bring them down yeah to nothing and yeah. we can't we can't have that we can't have it and so it's like that's what we want to encourage um you know our community yes to do is like share with us what you what what are your yeah, favorite are affirmations you for your kids how does your individual family struggle right. um or not even struggle i don't like that word yeah we're not struggling how, <laughs> we're maneuvering yes how does your family navigate, <laughs> navigate and handle yeah. um these situations that arise that yeah. that have to do with race you know being highly melanated mamas we we all have some stories. Right. I mean, stories. I don't have a lot. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I don't I grew up in Baltimore mm-hmm. and it's L asked me one day. She said, So does only black people live in Baltimore? <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I literally bust out laughing because that's all she saw. Yeah. And I was like, No, I went to school with white people. Like my high school was such right. a great school. I went right. to a math and engineering science high school. It was mixed. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly where I had white friends. Yeah. I, um, when I think about it, I grew up with all black people. I yeah. grew up in a black neighborhood. I went to a black high school. We mm-hmm. had a white principal, but if we had a white principal, my teachers were black. Yeah. My middle school was black. My principal was black. Mm-hmm. Everything I saw growing up was blackness. Yeah. So I did not have any issues growing up with race or anything. So I don't have any examples of that. Um, when I went to high school, it was black and white. But, I mean, black, white, Asian kids, because it was a math, the math and science engineering right. high school. When I went to college, I went to a HBCU. Right. So the one thing I was told, one thing someone said, well, the world's not black. But I was like, it doesn't have to be black. But that's what I grew up around. It equipped me to deal with the world right. today. I have confidence in myself. I didn't have to deal with, you know, wondering if I'm good enough. Because mm-hmm. I feel, I've feel i always felt like I'm good. Yeah. I've always wanted to be black. I'm happy to be black. And that's what I want my kids, you know. Because they are black. My kids are not mixed like yours. Yeah. But, you know, I just want them to be so proud in their blackness. Yeah. And that's how I grew up. So I'm just like, I want to pass that on to my children right. because that's how I grew up. And I guess that's where I got my confidence from. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I also want them to understand how to maneuver. So my kids are going to schools that are not black right now. Mm-hmm. They go to schools where kids are mixed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a mixed school. They mm-hmm. have Asian. And I want them to be able to be diverse. But I, but what I'm trying to do is make sure they understand their black side. So we're making sure we're going. I'm 
going to put them in the Boys and Girls Club. Right. They need to know how to <laughs> hang with the black yeah. kids, you know, because I grew up in the hood, I but I want them to be versed That's in that like as Layla well. Malia. You know what I mean? That's like Layla. <laughs> I mean, Layla's at an HBCU. Um, she is living the life that is so well-rounded because yeah. when she was a kid, she went to after-school programming at Girls Inc. Omaha, and she was, you know, around so many different girls from various backgrounds that she can hang with anybody. Right. That's like, she's want. such a relatable <laughs> kid, but it also gave her that scrappiness, that savviness. Exactly. Like, she's got street smarts for days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she has something that the other two don't have um, <laughs> because, you know, she she just grew up with us. She yeah. grew up with us, and she's seen all of the things that we've worked to accomplish that she has a different lens. Right. Um, and then just for her being black, like, she she's always been proud of who she is. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the things, like, I can see light at the end of the tunnel with the with you know having two younger children that are also biracial it's like well if you put them in environments where they'll thrive yeah and they can learn about who they are and have confidence in the friendships that they build and with the um different teachers that are supporting them and program staff and different right. things like that they're they're bound to be successful yeah. i mean that's just how it works it's like when you're pouring into you know these vessels and they're new right. You know, it's like how the that saying is, it's so it's so much easier to, you know, fix, not even fix. It's about like sewing into kids while they're young than fix a broken adult, exactly. you know? So it's like, that's, that's what I see with them is that I need to get them some more street smarts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love going to New York. So that's where we get like our city experience yeah. and being able to be around, you know, lots of different ethnicities and things like that. But they, they do need to be um, yeah, boys and girls club it. alumni. I love when my kid, I love when my my family comes down my kids get to play mm-hmm. with my cousin's mm-hmm. kids they're like well they're kind of tough I was like get on get on in there get on in there and roll with it like you can't you can't come out like he pushed me nope. you'll be alright suck it up <laughs> so yeah we it's so funny Jacoby told Elle he's gonna put her at the girl, the boys and girls club today yeah. because she was she was just being so mouthy and tough to her brother he said mm-hmm. you're not that tough I'm gonna uh-huh. put you in boys and girls club and see how tough you really are. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I actually like that because yeah. we were always talking about how Maverick he plays soccer, but we want him to play basketball at a majority black league. We want mm-hmm. him to get tough and know, you know, no, you know, you just have to have that street cred. Right. You have to have the street smarts, but you have to also have to be well rounded. Right. And that's what I love about the current school that they're in. It's such a melting pot mm-hmm. where they are right mm-hmm. now and and I mean the sports that they do is just you know I think Mavericks probably the, mm, he might be El's the only black girl on the volleyball team and I think Mavericks like maybe two black kids on a soccer team yeah. so it's good to kind of mix it up yeah I mean yeah, I, love that. I refuse to raise kids that are soft as butter girl no <laughs> no no we we, we don't like, have soft kids up. like yeah we don't we don't have kids that melt we just yeah. we have kids that have resilience yeah. and i love that about raising children that you know you have the ability to raise someone who's going to take these lessons into adulthood right and it's going to be like wow it's because my Watching mom them? took me to boys and girls club you know <laughs> yeah. it's like there's so many um you know celebrities and different things like that that went to the boys and girls club that gained these these invaluable street smarts that you right. can only gain from being around being in a diverse background yes I agree. Oh, my god. Socioeconomic status is, like, just being around people from different socioeconomic statuses that have different family types, Mm -hmm. you know, that just you have a a rich perspective of the world, and you can't buy that. Right. You know, that's not something that you can get depending on, you know, what school you go to and who you're connected with. You can't buy that. Exactly. You have to to earn it and learn it. Yeah. I love that. mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So, yeah, mm-hmm. we got some really – I think we're doing great. Yeah. I know we're doing great. I know we are, too. <laughs> we're doing great with our kids. Yeah. We hope that some of this um, – you know, some of our chat today could help inspire somebody, but we really want to hear yeah. what you guys are doing um, because you might have tips that I could use or Monique can use. I need tips of yeah, where do be, I belong in the world still. <laughs> there might be more moms out there with, who have um, multicultural kids. Yeah. So I'd love to hear that because we have followers mm-hmm. that are like, you know, have children of all different races. Yeah. I have my white friends listen to the podcast. Yeah. So I love that they listen because they can understand our topics and understand right. the things that we're going through. Right. I have a friend at work. Her name is Cassie. Hey, hey Cassie. Cassie. <laughs> she always would call me her race relations person. <laughs> and we would just sit back and have these yes. off topic. We just have these conversations and she just really wanted to learn she yeah. just wanted to know and she has a little boy um little jude mm-hmm. and i had Ax- she had jude at the same time that i had axel but i know that jude is going to be so great because right. his mama is great right and his mom wants to know about other races and I she's agree. sincere with it she's like well mika tell me this what ha- you know how does this feel or how would this make you feel or what what if i did this and mm-hmm. she just would co- ask questions she just wanted to know she just wanted to make sure she was doing her part and i that's so that beautiful I love that for her. That's like, you know, those are the people that, you know, when you add, when people ask like, well, what can I do? Like I I wasn't there for racism. Like I didn't do it. Those, this is how you do it. You, you sew into other moms that don't look like you exactly, and you hear their stories and you re you find ways that you relate because we relate in so many ways that we don't think we do, you know? And it's like (laughs) color is just, is a surface thing, but there's so many things that people actually are like, Oh, I didn't know that about you or you know I have my my friend from childhood is white and her husband is black so they're raising um, a biracial child and I think what's great is just the conversations that we're able to have Um, and he you know he kind of looks at me like when are we going to call Monique and I love that he has a person you know like um, her husband's uh, siblings are deceased um, and things like that and so there isn't anyone that he like really has so it's just kind of nice that like you can you can be someone's like fake auntie Right. You can oh, people. We all we need live that. With the now, <laughs> we, okay. We, well, you're a really good good friend. Right. You are an auntie. To you basically my are an auntie. Okay. You're not you're a auntie. fake auntie. No, you're a real auntie. You are a real auntie. I don't know what's <laughs> like. We don't have. We don't do these negative words. Like. Yeah. So you're. You can. You can be a surrogate aunt or yeah. family member to someone That's by the way tribe. this kid is a baller yeah. he's like four and his <laughs> ball handles are ridiculous wow. so we're gonna be looking out for little dexter yeah on a court near you <laughs> one day i can't wait to check it out <laughs> so yeah i oh, love man. that i love that about what we're doing here mika yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. I feel so much better now. <laughs> I do too. I, I, I mean, this is it's like, like a little evolving. Heavy, but you talk about it yeah. and then you feel lighter after. And that's Your the stomach purpose. doesn't hurt anymore. No, it doesn't hurt. I feel good. good. I'm smiling. I feel like I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. I feel happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we've gone through a, a plethora of yeah. things. I think like prayer, confidence, right. talking to your children um, right. about who they are, being in places and spaces where they can see black excellence. Exactly. Um, and then just building a community, yes. like reaching out to the aunties and the, the friends yep. and the coworkers that want to yeah, know more, really support know. you, different things like that. Because, you know, we can use our voices to make the next generation of kids not have to have an Emmett Till or right. a Trayvon Martin. Exactly. We can we can really have kids that are like the next president <laughs> of the United States of America. Exactly. And they know it and they believe it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I love this episode. Yeah, this was good. This We'll talk about this so many times, but I hope this introductory little right. conversation to get people's 
juices flowing about what it's like to raise black kids in America and how it relates to you and me. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's it. What are you listening to? We got to do oh our, my gosh. our wonderful I drive, drive tracks. tracks. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So my drive track is... Okay, let me make sure I got it. I always do this. <laughs> do you want me to go? Yeah, go. Okay. You go. So while she's looking, I I love um, Imagine Dragons. I'm the person in this podcast that's going to introduce you to things you probably don't <laughs> listen to. So Imagine Dragons on their um, Wait, Smoke Plus Mirrors album, there is a song called The Fall. And I love that song. So that is my drive track is um, just listening to the whole album. But the song The Fall, we're in that season. And they have this line about like the leaves turning gold and crumbling away. And it's like, yeah, that's the season we're yeah. in. You know, in my in my mind, I'm just like, I would have been with a musician probably <laughs> if my husband wasn't, wasn't, wasn't husband MD, but he's not going anywhere. So yeah. I just love music. I love I musicians. Love I think that it's such a cool, a cool career. Yeah, they I inspire us. They do. I mean, the their songs, just the tunes, just everything. You can listen. It could, you can just pick a song and it can make you happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they so play. They pull your emotions on their heartstrings. They and it's do. just like, sing to me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I found my. I wanted to get the name correctly. I okay. knew the name of the song. So my song is Joanna. No, ah, Joanna <laughs> by Drogba. I guess that's its name. I just love this song. Yeah. Be, t- be sure to tune mm-hmm. in to the IG stories. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play the song. Yeah. I just love playing the songs <laughs> in the IG stories. So. We take you high and then we take you low. Yes. <laughs> like... So Joanna. <laughs> that's my drive track today. I love it. <laughs> Well, you know where to find us, friends. Yes, that's right. We hope you enjoyed this episode and keep rocking with us. Be sure to give us a five-star rating. Five on it. We want five. (laughs) Put that five on it. Please and thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe, share, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode. All right. Bye, friends. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. New friends are awesome, so subscribe and share. And let's stay connected on all things social. Follow the podcast at Tea with Meek and Neek and use the hashtag Tea with Meek and Neek. Oh, yeah. And our respective pages, too. HWTH blog and White Coat Wifey. Let's Let's stay stay in touch. touch.